0: Today on the Rita Me Do It Show.
1: So in college, I forget which year it was. It might have been... I think it was my junior year of college. Anyway, it doesn't matter because this story is representative of how I pretty much did college, okay? So in college, I was in some political science class. I was a political science major, such as you do when you are going to grow up to be a lawyer. So I was a poli-sci major. This was at George Washington University. I was in a poli-sci class. It was some year of college. And I got an assignment. Uh, And it was an assignment for the entire semester. So this political science class focused on the Weimar Republic. And there was a big, huge book we had to read. And at the end of the term, we, we had to write a paper on it and turn it in. That was basically our grade in the class. Okay. so now cut to the day before that paper is due. It's like Friday, maybe Okay, let's give myself the weekend. I can't 100% remember, but we're going to give myself the weekend, okay? It's Friday. It's like Friday Afternoon, I start thinking about the paper. I'm like, okay, this paper is due Sunday night. Maybe I should do something with it. But then I remember that a friend invited me to dinner, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go to dinner instead. Um, I did put the books and everything I was gonna need to like write this paper on my desk. I went out to dinner, and I came back, and I was super sleepy, and I fell asleep, and I woke up on Saturday morning, and I was like, oh my gosh, okay, that's it. The paper is due Sunday night. I am in full on on writing the final paper mode. Let's do this. Now, here are a few things you need to know. I had not read the book, the big book that we were supposed to have read all semester long that the professor wrote, I believe, to be able to write this paper. Hadn't read it. And our paper was supposed to be like 30 pages. Or Something like that. So I, you know, get into college gear like sweatpants and a T-shirt and my hair pulled up in a ponytail and I go to some different student lounges. And for the next for the for the weekend, for the next 48 hours, like all day Saturday, all day Sunday, you know, all night, Saturday night, most of the evening Sunday, I am. Working on this paper, I am reading a chapter, skimming a chapter. Let's just be honest. I'm skimming the chapter, and then I'm like writing, and then I'm like you're thinking, and I- so. I don't know if you're as stressed as I am telling this story right now, but it's like getting back into feeling that stress of what happened because I had procrastinated on something huge for a very long period of time, and now all of a sudden I had this huge looming deadline, and I I couldn't not do it. It had to be done because I needed that course to go to the next, you know, year. I had to, I had to pass that class. So I just— I don't. It's like a whirlwind. I don't remember. It's a blur in my head. It's like a big tornado. It's like just. It's it's a mess in my head. But I do remember the feeling. I remember not sleeping for forty eight hours. I remember writing a thirty some odd page paper. Uh, I remember reading that book, and I remember running. Okay, I mean I was like, I'm done. I remember screaming. I'm done. I did it. And I wanted everybody to celebrate me like, "Yay, you did it." And, and they did. They were like, "Yay." And I grabbed my paper. We had to have the paper into the mailbox of our professor by, you know, like 11:59 p.m. on Sunday. So, I ran I ran out of my dorm. I remember I grabbed the paper and I grabbed my student ID because that's like your life. And I was like, all right, I'm out. And I start running. Now, this is in Washington, D.C. If you're familiar with GW at all. Oh, my gosh. This was not my junior year, guys. This was my freshman year of college. This is my freshman year of college because if you're familiar with GW, I was in Thurston Hall, which is like the big, huge freshman dorm. And I ran. I ran. Down the hallway, I was on the first floor, ran down the hallway, ran out the door, and I proceeded to run down the streets of Washington, D.C., basically in my pajamas with nothing more than like a manila envelope that had this paper and my key card. And I it was like a scene out of a movie, except I wasn't running anything nearly you know, as amazing and incredible as people are running in the movies with. But I was running down the street and I was just like, get out of my way. I gotta do this. You know, and I ran and I ran and I ran and I was not in shape. So I remember huh. but I got there like right before the deadline, right before the security guard locks the door for the night. And I run in and I push the envelope into the, you know, mailbox slot for my professor and I am like huh. I did it. And I like walk back and I think I slept for like two days. <laughs> I think I slept for like the next two days. And I'm curious if any of you can relate to that story, to any piece of that story, any piece of it at all, from thinking about needing to do it all semester long and not doing it, to feeling stressed thinking about having to do it as the date got closer and not doing it, to banging it out in, like, record time, all-nighter style, and getting it done and getting the project, the thing, in on time. Can any of you relate to any of that? On today's episode of the Rita Made Me Do It show, I'm going to tell you how the same thing, the same exact thing, that had me running in my pajamas down a D.C. street, it was one big long street, but running down a D.C. street uh, to turn in my paper (laughs) is causing you to experience massive overwhelm, extreme exhaustion, a lot of stress, and it's causing a situation where you are creating less, you are making less, you are impacting fewer people, and you are shrinking your life so much that you're barely going to recognize it. So stay with me. I'm going to tell you why that is and, more importantly, what you can do about it on today's episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year.
0: Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because Because of Rita, Rita, I've doubled my revenue by by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach, also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest, and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah,
1: it'll be that real. Okay, let's get to the question that I know that you all have which is Rita how did you do <laughs> i have to know how did you do on that paper i got a c plus i still have it i got a c plus on that paper i remember that i even celebrated that c plus i was really excited and i said to my roommates i had two roommates at the time and i said you know that's really good because i only had 48 hours to work on that paper and with only 48 hours And having not read the book and just writing the paper and reading the book all within that 48 hours, getting a C plus, that was really good. Except here's the thing. I had created the very situation that only gave me 48 hours to work on that paper because I truly had all semester to have been working on that paper, but I didn't. So why? Why was I saying that? Why was I celebrating and saying, well, you know, I only had the weekend. <laughs> and and had I had more than the weekend, I probably would have done much better than a C plus. So I'm gonna be really grateful and happy and glad that I got and I was, I was very grateful, happy and glad. But I was like, I'm gonna be very grateful, happy, and glad that I got the C plus. So why was I saying that? Well, you see perfectionists okay here's that word perfectionism ring a bell or clap your hands or but if you're driving be safe but you know do something if you uh, consider yourself to be a perfectionist but perfectionists hate to do badly on anything and had I given myself the entire semester to work on this had I actually written the paper over the course of a very peaceful, paced semester, reading the book in stages, writing the paper, having time to edit it, rewrite it, right Had I done that over the course of the entire term and turned in the paper and still had only gotten a C+, well then I wouldn't have time to blame or any other circumstance to blame for that C+, I would have to accept that I was the reason that I got a C-plus, and that is like a perfectionist's worst nightmare. So that was why I found myself celebrating and excited that I got a C-plus on a paper because I was able to trick my brain into pretending that I wasn't the cause of that C-plus, and therefore my perfectionist, my doing excellent at things streak, it still stood But that's just a trick that I was telling my brain, and unfortunately... That is a trick that many of your brains are playing on you too. And while it sounds like, ah, what was the harm in this situation, right? I still passed the class. I still did okay. I'm going to tell you how your brain is causing other things to happen in your life that all link back to this same thing. And I want us to all, you know, I say us because I'm a recovered perfectionist. I want everybody to enter the land of recovered perfectionism because that's something that you must do in order to get your business to the level of where you want it to be. So, like, let's get in the head of perfectionists for a minute, okay? There's literally no way that you can just move forward in life, move the needle forward, move ahead without doing things that you don't know. Can we just accept that to be a universal truth, please? You are going to have to do things you don't know how to do in life. I know, perfectionists out there, please just keep taking deep breaths. Like, as we move through this episode. But think about it. I mean, if you had not tried as a baby to walk, you wouldn't have been able to walk, right? You've tried to ride a bike. You had to uh, do a craft in school, in art class that you had never done before so you could graduate. You have to, uh, you know, interview for a job and you've never interviewed for a job before. Like everything that we do to move forward in life, at some point, it causes us to do something that we don't know how to do or that we've never Done before, and learning from you know those things often doesn't go as well as we would like. So we learn from them. But let's be honest: those first times interviewing for a job, the first times doing the new craft, the first time trying a new exercise, like it does not go as well as we wanted to. And for a perfectionist who has to be excellent at everything, that's terrible. So what happens is the perfectionist takes on less and less. Does it sound like you? You're taking on. Less and less until your life starts to shrink. You may not even notice that it's shrinking, right? But it really is stunting your potential. It's like, I don't want, I don't know, I don't want to do a webinar. I've never done it before and uh, what if I don't do it well and you know so uh, maybe there's something else I can do. I don't like webinars anyway. I don't really like video anyway. I don't really there there's got to be another way to grow my business, right? Or maybe this new Clubhouse app you hear me talking about all the time and you're going to hear me talk about until it's no longer and hopefully that won't be anytime soon. But um you know maybe you're like oh, I don't know like technology I just don't like it. I don't get it. I don't understand. I'm not going to do that or Facebook groups. Facebook groups no. No, Facebook groups, they don't work. (laughs) They don't work. It's just a bunch of spam. Um, A lot of people not listening to each other. There's no way to grow your business in a Facebook group. I'm just not going to do it. Right. So there's something that can help you move the needle forward, but you've either never done it before and it feels really terrifying and so you just try to find all of these reasons not to do it. Your brain is trying to justify why you should not do the thing. Or you did do it, but it didn't go well. You posted in a Facebook group. You posted in a Facebook group one time and nobody responded. Or you hopped on Clubhouse and you tried to start your own room and no one joined. Or you, uh, I don't know, you did a thing and it just didn't go the way that you wanted this thing to go. And so you're like, well, see, that's it. Like, I'm not going to do it, right? So. I know so many people who have one or two or both of these fact patterns play out in their lives. And so because of it, right, they're saying no to a lot more. And I I know that saying no can be important. your business, but so is saying yes, especially when saying yes is to the things that will be different and new because to get something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. So, right, you're taking on less and less until everything starts to shrink. And this is why, can you tell, that perfectionism and procrastination go hand in hand? But here is where it really impacts your life as as a hardcore perfectionist. If you are like, I am such a perfectionist, then hear me out you're gonna start procrastinating on the big stuff I mean you are going it's not just a little bit of procrastination when you are a perfectionist you will start procrastinating on the big life-changing needle moving stuff okay so you're going to procrastinate on really getting into your career you might job hop a few times you might not might wait before you go interview for that first serious job or you're gonna date for a long time and you're going to procrastinate on getting married. As a dating coach, I saw that a lot. People who were always like in this state of dating who said that they wanted to get married, but when you pulled back the lens and looked, they were really procrastinating on getting married. Whether they were still dating or they were in a serious relationship, they kept saying, "I don't understand why I'm not closer to being married. I really want to be married." But the truth was their actions were showing they were procrastinating on that. Um, you know, they really like they were putting off all of this stuff, and then they put it off till last minute when it created even more problems in their life or more situations to uh, focus on instead of those. And it's just like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, that's how we stay stuck in these situations in the same place, in the places that where we're not happy, where we don't want to move forward because we're scared of what could result if we do. So don't worry, I'm going somewhere with this and I'm going to give you tangible stuff, but I really do want to see... I want to see you see yourselves in this fact pattern. This is where you get to that phrase kind of... um Living on autopilot. (laughs) How many of you have heard that before? Maybe there are a lot of coaches who say, "Hey, look, if you feel like you live your life on autopilot, I help you to X, Y, and Z. Maybe you feel like you're living your life on autopilot, right? This is where you just become really bored with your life. You're just really bored with your life because of all of the limits that you've placed on yourself. You're not stretching. You're not growing. You're not like, walking into your full potential, right? You are just staying stuck, staying where you are. You're staying comfortable because staying comfortable is easier than like the fear conquering energy that you're going to need to move your life forward. And that's why I've always said like comfort is a terrible word. Comfort's like the worst word in in the dictionary because it just means I don't really love my life. I'm not joyous with my life, but I'm not really unhappy enough to to do anything to get out of this situation or to change it. You're stuck. You're limited. You're in your little tiny box and you have no escape plan and no way to get out. Well, welcome to perfectionism. And perfectionism ties into procrastination. And that's why you're not doing the things, making the things, taking the action, taking the steps that you need to take to move your business and your life forward. So now let's cut over and look at these entrepreneurs and these business owners that you love, the ones who are achieving success. And I don't mean, you know me, I have a very different definition of success. So my true definition of success is success is who you are being, right? Not what you are achieving. So to me, success isn't awards or accolades or the corner office or the promotion or how much money you're making or how many clients you have, right? It's are you being the kind of person you want to be? Right. That that's the definition of success. But let's look at a little bit, you know, uh, tangibly of these entrepreneurs, these business owners who are doing things. They have results in their business. I do not mean uh, they have tons of money. And they're working around the clock to have tons of money. We all know these people, right? They are working literally. I mean, that was me as an attorney, right? I had good money, but I was working around the clock. I was working all the time. I was miserable. I was unhappy, right? That's not success. I was working hard. I was overloaded. I had plenty of money and everything was miserable on the inside, right? That's basically my life as an attorney. Everything was miserable on the inside and I was terrified of losing it. I was terrified of losing it. Every minute of the day, I was terrified I was going to lose my job as an attorney. I was terrified that I wouldn't be able to get up to the next level. I was terrified that they were going to let me go. I mean, how many of you are in that place with your career, if you have a career, or how many of you are in that place with your business. You are working hard, but you are overwhelmed. You might have good money, you might not. That's not part of this equation necessarily, but inside everything is like miserable. You might have some measure of success, but you're terrified that it's gonna go away. Like I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about people who are successful who are feeling miserable okay, about everything and feeling like it's gonna go away. I'm talking about happy people. (laughs) I'm talking about happy, successful entrepreneurs, right? The ones who have the definition of who they are being as their definition for success, the ones who are creating and doing, but they are living a life that they love while they do it. Let's talk about those people, you know, because that's what I teach. I teach about, like, The importance that, you know, to be successful, you have to have the money and you have to be happy. You have to be living a life you love and you have to be producing results in your business. They have to happen simultaneously, okay? That's important to know because we want you to be those strong business owners. We want you to be those strong entrepreneurs. I say we, the royal we, apparently, Rita, we, I want you (laughs) to be, I think we, me and you, me and you both, right? Like, let's go there. Me and you both want you to be those people. We want you to be living a life that lights you up, living a life that you love. Uh, We want you to be out there creating a business and generating an impact from that business in all kinds of ways that you are proud of, and they are happening simultaneously. So how do they do it? (laughs) All of these entrepreneurs, if you studied them, all of these business owners who you love, if you study them, um, almost everybody that I've interviewed, if you go back and listen to their interviews, especially if you listen to to Kim's interview, right? The the, uh, RV entrepreneur, (laughs) my podcast editor. Kim, go back and listen to hers. Listen to the next interview that I have. I mean, you're gonna see one thing that almost every interview says. They left perfectionism at the door they dropped it. They stepped out of the idea that everything has to be perfect. That is what allowed them to experience productivity, allowed them to create create things for their clients, allowed them to be happy and productive and successful people. Go study even more than the entrepreneurs you already love, right? Although if you do love entrepreneurs who are living that that out who are living a life they love while running a business that they love and you admire them really dive deep and study see what they do and see if that doesn't prove itself to be true but everyone I know everyone I know who I admire who is at a level of success that I admire who is living a life that I admire they learned to get over perfectionism Even more importantly, (laughs) what I want you to see is that there's no way that these can mutually coexist. You cannot be a perfectionist and achieve this level of success, this definition of success that I'm talking about. You can the other, the overworked, feeling miserable, feeling like it's going to go away and having money and having clients. You can have that and be a perfectionist. But if you want this result that I'm talking about, a life you love, doing things that you love, feeling happy, feeling secure, feeling certain, creating, impacting, results in your life, results in your business. If you want that, you, it, that, that whole result, that is mutually exclusive, completely mutually exclusive to perfectionism. So you have to make a decision You have to make a decision right now on the kind of person you want to be. You have to decide, are you going to be fulfilled? Are you going to be happy? Are you going to be creating? Are you going to be impacting? Are you going to feel peaceful and happy about it? Or are you going to stay stuck in perfectionism with all of the fear that comes with it? You can't make mistakes. Nobody can criticize you. You can't mess up. What what are other people going to say, right? You're going to have to stay feeling tired. You're going to have to stay miserable. Okay, that's it. Those are your choices. Like, I know that that sounds terrible, but I'm just being real with you guys, right? I mean, the whole point of this podcast is I'm giving you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so you can build a profitable business and live a life that you love, right? That's it. That's this whole podcast. Guys, this is it. It's one or the other. You're just gonna have to decide because you can't do both. (laughs) So, if you are ready to move forward, And if you are ready to have everything that comes with it, all of that peacefulness and that joyfulness and the impact and the success in your life and your business, then you, I want you to write down somewhere, say it out loud right now, I am leaving perfectionism at the door. And now I'm going to tell you how you can do that. (laughs) So first, if you're still here with me, I want to say congratulations because I'm going to take that to mean that you have made the decision to leave perfectionism at the door. And what this means is you have accepted that you will say yes to things that have no guarantee that they will work. Take a deep breath. That's what you've said yes to you were say it out loud in your car right now or I don't care even if you're at the store right oh perfectionist worst nightmare say it out loud I will do things without a guarantee of success I will do things with no guarantee that it'll work whatever you want to say. Say it out loud right now. Say it very proudly because that is what you are saying yes to. Perfectionists will only say yes to things that they know will work. So they do really well at the things, but they took on those things knowing that That They were going to do really well. You, my friend, have agreed to say yes to something that you have no idea if you'll be great at it. You could be terrible at it. It may not be your forte at all. You may not and you probably will not. Let's just go with you definitely will not have it right out of the gate on the first time. You are going to walk into a world where you will never have a guarantee that what you are going to do is going to work. That is how you get to success. So I am celebrating your decision. But now let's talk about how you can do that in a real and practical way. First, let's change the mindset that this is going to be hard to do. Okay? let's I know that it sounds like it's not going to be easy, but I I think the first thing that you really need to do is write down journal, do affirmations, say it out loud, say it all the time that this is going to be easy it's going to be easy to let perfectionism go. It's going to be easy to do things you've never done before. It is going to be easy to have no guarantee of success and that everything is going to work, however you need to say that. Because here's the thing. Sometimes we tell ourselves a story, right, That and we make that the reality. If we say it's going to be hard, um, it's kind of like people who say that they're a morning person or an evening person. This is a little bit – maybe this is for an episode for, the, for another day. This is kind of why I'm not a fan of horoscopes or – Enneagrams or human design or these personality tests because I think it gives people permission to like step into a fake false narrative about who they are, right? Making them feel like, well, I was just born this way. I'm an Enneagram too. This is the way I am. Or oh, this is my human design. And so this is just how I operate in the world, right? Well, this is the same thing with perfectionists or being a morning person. People are like, well, I was i I'm a morning person. Like I can't stay up later. I'm a night owl. I can't do mornings or, right? So with the perfectionism, with the perfectionist story, you're gonna wear that badge. You've worn that badge for a long time. And you're gonna be like, it's going to be hard, Rita. I can do it, but it's going to be hard to let it go, right? Here's the thing you learned perfectionism. You're not born with a gene that makes you a perfectionist. You're not born with a gene that makes you an Enneagram 2. You're not born with genes that do that. In fact, you're only born with two things, guys, only two. You are born with a fear of falling. And I mean, obviously, you're born with more than these, but I'm talking about when it comes to what we're talking about. You're born with a fear of falling. Makes sense. Right. And you're born with a fear of loud noises. Makes total sense. Right. Out of the womb, boom, you are afraid of falling and you are afraid of loud noises. When you think about the birthing process. Right. 100 percent. Check, check. However, you're not born with any of these other fears. All of these other fears, all of these other labels, all of these other habits are all learned. And the good news about that is that they can be unlearned. It may take a while for you to unlearn this, but you absolutely can unlearn it, but only if you tell yourself that you can unlearn it. So it may take a bit, but it's going to be easy. It may take a bit, but it'll be effortless. Or maybe it doesn't take a long time at all. Maybe it's like it'll happen quickly and with ease and I'm able to shed that label. But that's the first place to start. What is your new story about how easy it's going to be to leave perfectionism at the door? The next thing you have to do is you have to know what your priorities are, but really your priority. I said this, if you were in my group, The All-In Entrepreneur, and if you're not a member of The All-In Entrepreneur, which is my Facebook community, please, please join it. I do a Facebook Live there every week. I put some really great information in there. And all last week, we were kind of talking about this idea of priorities, right? That there can really be only one. The definition of priority is that there is only one priority. So you need to get clear on what those priorities are. And if you go back through the materials in The All-In Entrepreneur, from the week of, since you're listening to this podcast, at a actual time, um, I will date myself. If you go back to the week of like the 8th of January in 2021, you will see the content that's in the group that will help you define your priorities. But here's the thing, you have to know what they are. So you can have top priorities in different areas of life. So start there. You can have a business priority. You can have a health priority. You can have a relationship priority, right? You have all these different key areas of life. So now pick your top priority in each area. If you're unsure of how to do that, that might be a reason for us to work together. I definitely help my clients get very clear around what brings them joy. Some people don't even know anymore what brings them joy, what lights them up, what are their priorities. But let's go ahead and take a stab at it, right? So for these, think about the major areas in your life, finance, house, family, friends, health, business, pick one priority underneath each one. But now here's the thing most people don't do. Those areas also have to be prioritized, right? I mean, one has to be your top priority. It's either business or it's your family or it's your health or it's your friends or it's your, right? You, If you were to order those key areas of life, what order are they in? Take a minute and do that. That's something that not a lot of people do. And so what happens is they're like, well, business is my priority, but then they are making all of these decisions to prioritize their family. Now, that's not wrong, Right. It's it's one of two things. It's either business is not your actual top priority, and that's totally okay, but then we need to be in integrity and we need to be in alignment with that. We need to say business isn't my top priority. Uh, I'm just not going to make decisions that put my family second. Like, I'm going to always choose my family first. Cool. Or you're going to go, no, 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 Rita business really is my priority. I really have to grow my business. I want to, like, this is my number one uh, priority. Fine. Cool. Then that may mean making some different decisions, right? We have to align your thoughts and your actions with your priority. This is why when people come to me and say, hey, Rita, my business is my priority. I say, great. Let's pull out your bank account statements for the past six months and let's look at your calendar for the past six months. Tell me How have you been spending your time? Have the past six months, the majority of every day been spent on your business? And they're like, uh, I'm like, okay, uh, let's look at those bank account statements. (laughs) Has the majority of your money uh, for the past six months, besides like the necessities, the household, you know, necessities, the things we need, bills and house and medicine, everything we need to survive, groceries, all of that. After that, has the majority of your income been invested into your business? They're like, well, (laughs) no, right? Okay, cool. Where your time and where your money goes will often reveal your true priorities. So if you're having trouble figuring out what area is your priority area, look at your bank account, look at your calendar, where have you been spending your time? If that feels true to you, if that feels like that's your priority, awesome, cool, check, we're good. We just need to make sure we own that in your language. If you're looking at that and you're like, no, Rita, no, that's not my priority. Like my social life is how I've been spending my calendar and my money, but really my business is my primary focus area. Cool. Then we just need to make different decisions to align your money and your time with that priority. But you can't do that if you're not being honest about your priority. So again, back to the key areas of life, put one priority underneath each. And then you have to know if they come into competition with each other because they often do. Let's say that family is a priority and like spending time with your kids is a priority, but career is a priority and advancing your career is a is a action underneath that. Well, what happens when they come into conflict? What if it's stay late or go to your child's um, basketball game? Or <laughs> I don't have kids, so I'm gonna go with what I hear about all the time: basketball game, right? You have to know what your priority is so you can make a choice in alignment with your priority. There isn't a wrong one. There's no shame, right? If career is your priority, then you would say, I can't make the basketball game. I need to work late on this project, right? And if it is, you know, family is your priority, then you would say, I really can't work late. I need to go and be at this basketball game. But you can only make decisions that are in alignment if you know what those priorities are and if you order your priorities. So that's the next thing that I'd like for you to do. So first is change your mindset around how difficult this will be. And next is just get clear on what your priorities are because everything can't be a priority. But to perfectionists, everything, everything is a priority you know i'm right <laughs> look at your list look at your list of things to do look at the li- everything's a priority right it's all urgent it's all important we have to get it all done well that's the next thing right we're going to say no no it's not all as urgent it's not all as important i don't have to get all of this done at the same time what i do need to do is be very very clear about what my priorities are and even what the priority order of my priorities are so that i can make decisions that are in alignment with those so go ahead and get that done Okay, guys, the next one is to stop judging. Stop judging yourself. Stop judging other people. And the best way that you can do this is just to pay attention. Pay attention to when you're doing it. When are you reading a headline in a newspaper and making a judgment about someone? When are you looking at someone in a line and making a judgment about them? When are you watching someone get up into a Facebook Live or get up to speak or whatever, wherever it is and you're making a fast judgment about them? When are you hearing somebody's voice on a podcast and making a judgment about them, right? We make judgments all the time. It's important, though, that you start noticing that and instead you kind of interrupt it and go, wait a minute, I'm just judging that person. <laughs> I'm just judging, judging, judging. And then say, why am I judging that person? And often for perfectionist, it's linked to perfectionism, right? Especially when we have to say someone's wrong and we're right. Perfectionists love to be right. Am I right? (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Like, here's the way that this plays out is that as a perfectionist, right, you want to be right. If you admit that someone else who thinks a different way or does something different or follows a different path is right, you're admitting maybe you haven't been so right this whole time. That's a scary thing to do. So instead of allowing yourself, you don't even realize necessarily that you're doing this, but instead of allowing yourself that, right, to go, wow, maybe my way hasn't been the way and maybe like, going to college and getting a degree and then going to your job and then getting married, that path, maybe that's not the right path. Maybe that's not the only way to do it. That's terrifying for a perfectionist who has to be right, right? who took that path. So instead of allowing for that opportunity or that option that there's another way, they're going to hold on. They're going to hold on to their path and then they're going to judge people who are doing things differently. They're doing it wrong. They're not doing it right. That's not the right way to do it. That's not the right order to do it. Oh, they're making a bad mistake. Oh, they're right. That's a way That judgment starts showing up for a perfectionist. So instead, you have to pay attention to when are you judging on a micro or macro scale and cut it off and then ask yourself, why am I judging? Where is that coming from? And really deconstruct it. And I promise, like nine out of ten times, you will always find that it is coming to insecurity in yourself in some way because you are terrified as a perfectionist to admit that you've been following the wrong path or doing things the wrong way or that, you know, another way is is a way that could work. Um, You know what I mean. So stop judging, but also stop judging yourself. I mean, perfectionists are huge at judging themselves, right? So here's the way that this plays out. It, I stubbed my toe the other day. So, so, you know, I'm a recovered perfectionist. That doesn't mean that perfectionist Rita doesn't pop up from time to time. So I was in my kitchen and we keep this stool like by the kitchen island because I'm short and I can't reach anything. If you don't know, I'm like 4'11". I can reach nothing in my house. Um, so we have this stool. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I stub my toe on this stool every time. You'd think we'd move the stool. you think I'd wear shoes in the kitchen or slippers or something. Nope, nope. Every time I walk in the same place, same way, same situation, stub my toe every time. Here's what happened the other day. I stubbed my toe and it's like, oh, my God, such an idiot. I'm such an idiot. I'm such an idiot, right? Well, oh, my gosh, like if a three-year-old had walked through that kitchen and stubbed their toe and went, ow, would I look at them and go, you're such an idiot. You're such an idiot. You're such an idiot. You're such a klutz. I can't believe you did that. You know better than that. You know the stools. Are-. No, right? I'd be like, it's OK. Don't worry about it. Let's move the stool or let's figure this out, right? So why don't we talk to ourselves like that? So really pay attention to how you're talking to yourself, but really pay attention to how you're thinking about other people and then ask yourself why. Why are you talking to yourself that way? Why are you thinking about other people in that way, from that place? And in the why is where you'll find the action to take to move past perfectionism. And I'm gonna leave you with one that I learned from my coach long ago. We're talking about six years ago. A coach that I had who helped me leave the law, helped me become a dating coach, helped me do everything, and helped me leave my perfectionist tendencies behind. And it's a fun one, but it really is a uh, we won't say hard because it's gonna be easy. But it's just an interesting one. <laughs> Let's say that. And that is to start more and finish less. Take a deep breath, my perfectionists. Start more and don't worry about the finish. Start a book and don't care if you can actually finish it. Start a movie. Don't worry if you actually have enough time to watch the whole movie. Um, Start painting a painting. Don't worry if you don't have enough time to finish it. Start editing your LinkedIn profile. Don't worry if it's not all going to get done. Um, Right? Take a deep breath. Guy, are you with me? deep breaths, deep breaths, be with me, be with me. Start writing a book. Don't worry if you can finish it. A lot of unfinished products. You have to start. You have to start. Perfectionists tend to not start anything because they're so worried about the end. They're so worried about the end result, right? That guarantee. Will it work out? Well, remember, We're trying to live a life where we will just start things without having any guarantee. In fact, we don't want to guarantee anymore that something will work or not work. We're just going to figure it out as we go. And that means we just start. You just have to start and don't worry about the finish. Don't worry if you'll actually get the webinar done. Don't worry if you'll get the webinar done and if it will run and if people will fill it and if people will, from the webinar, join your course and if you'll make the money you want to make, right? That's the end. Don't worry about the end. We're just going to start. A lot of messy first draft fun, uncompleted project starts because some of them will be completed. You will move some of them through, but you can never get to the end if you're not starting. And I promise you, you are editing yourself from ever beginning because you're so focused on that final chapter. So instead, we're just opening to the first page and we're just getting going and we'll figure out what will happen after that. Are you with me on this? I think you're with me on this. And after you do something, right, after you get that first dirty draft out there, after you get the the draft of the webinar, after you get the sample web page up or after you get that first blog up, you can always go back and make it better. You might publish your first blog just to do it, just to say you've done it. I have a client right now that's actually struggling <laughs> with with publishing a blog, so maybe you're listening to this. But you can just get that first blog post up. Then you can go back over the next few weeks. You could do it you know, in an hour every week or whatever. You can go back and refine that blog, make it better and better, that one post. Overall, you can make the blog better. Over time, perfectionism is not excellence. So please stop wearing perfectionism like a badge of honor. Excellence means we're finding something, making something better, dotting I's, crossing T's. That's okay. That's not perfectionism. Perfectionism is being so afraid of failing, of needing to know that something will work, of having to be the best at what you do from the start that you will not do things that that is a guarantee. Where you will not start projects because you don't know how they will end. We're leaving perfectionism behind, but we're not leaving excellence behind, okay? <laughs> All right. So here's the last thing. Just pick one of those. (laughs) You don't even have to do all of them. Just pick one of them. It doesn't matter which one and you're just going to start it and you're not going to worry if it's actually going to work and if it's actually going to let you leave your perfectionism at the door. You're just going to get going. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to email me at feedback at it.com and I want or If you're not going to email, you can tag me in social media or you can do both. I want you to say, I'm ready for big things. Bye-bye, perfectionism. And I want you to tag me at Rita Goodrow, all one word, R-I-T-A-G-O-O-D-R-O-E on Instagram, on Twitter, anywhere, right? I want you to tag me and say, I'm ready for big things. I'm leaving perfectionism at the door and I will cheer you on and I will celebrate you. And then I want you to message me, whether it's email or Instagram, and I want you to tell me what is the big thing that you're going to start, what is the project that we are not worried about the finish where we are just going to start with no guarantee that it'll work with no guarantee that you're gonna finish it and we're just gonna get going. I wanna know what that project is and then I'll figure out if I have anything uh, to support you in doing that. And I am so excited for you. And then I hope you'll catch me next week for another episode of the Rita Mimi Do It show. It is gonna be one of my break it down episodes where I am going to break down for you how you can get your own podcast, your own Facebook Live video, your own podcast, message in whatever way whether that's running a clubhouse room or something i'm gonna help you just go step by step by step to get the first thing done and up and out the idea the concept so that you can put it out into the world whatever that project is so join me for one of my fun break it down episodes next week on the read a mimi do it show hey before you go thank you for listening to my
0: show i hope that you enjoyed this episode Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Read A Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, every month one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now and then head on over to RitaMamieDoIt.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.